0: Welcome to Candid Conversations,
1: L. Yes, I am so excited to be a part of your amazing platform, Candia. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs>
0: that's, that's, that's so. Of course, you, I've been lovingly stalking your posts and your tips and advice and this awesome TED Talk. But before I get into running my mouth, <laughs> let the people know a little bit about yourself.
1: I am Elle and I'm a previous nursing leader, now healthcare consultant, and I help my clients with everything to deal with brand experience. And initially when people hear brand experience, they think about aesthetics and colors and logos, but it's so much deeper than that. And so from an executive level to a C-suite level to an organizational level, I really help tailor human to human interactions is how I like to really consider it. It's like relationships are everything these days and that's my passion but Candia along this journey and building out a consulting firm I've also had various healthcare professionals just reach out to me also I've inspired them along the way just sharing my my journey openly and how they can do the same thing so uh, I'm also an advocate for anyone who's in the corporate space to like Tap into your inner expert. We all have something to share with the world to make essentially the world a greater place. And I know it sounds taboo, but at the end of the day, we all have something amazing to share. So why not share it? I
0: wholeheartedly agree. A long time ago, I just opened myself up to being more committed to a mission to change something outside of myself, like the world versus the job title type thing. Once yeah. I decided to, to commit to a mission of service, of helping people see things differently, opening themselves up to a new way of thinking, believing and doing, the world opened up for me in different ways. And I totally agree with you. Relationships are so key. I always say relationships can take you places money can't. Nurture them weekly if you can. But I wanna focus a little bit on your background because I think it's, I, I know it's so powerful that you were a nurse who transitioned into becoming this healthcare consultant. You even have a book out, The Power of Expertise, which talks about that journey. But what parts of your experiences as a nurse led you to this place where you are right now? Yes,
1: you know what, that's an amazing question. And I am quite certain that once I share my journey, you can relate to this. It's interesting because in all of my many roles as a nurse, and I still have maintained my credentials. So I still am a nurse, although I have my own business and no longer work at the bedside and in a leadership role or an organization. Every single role that I've been in, from working in the NICU with very premature babies to taking on the role of a charge nurse and then running in a hospital and being the operational leader... In every single role, it involved relationships and learning how to take very uncomfortable, very stressful situations and bring the positive out of the situation and being that source of energy and positive light for people. And now that I'm a consultant, I'm able to see the big picture. Everything is about systems, right? If one system isn't working in the body, the entire system won't work. It's the same thing in business. And when you think about relationships, it becomes even more powerful. You have someone who's ill, who's in need of, it could be a talk, who's in need of medicine, who's in need of comfort. If you're able to come in to correct that system, my gosh, everything changes for that person. And so in my previous role, I was that one go-to person who put out the fire. So if there was a complaint, a grievance, they reached out to me, and I was always that person who was able to um, turn a bad situation into a positive situation. And when you think about that, Candia, that was me impacting the brand of that hospital. And once I uh, met another consultant who had no clinical experience, she challenged me. She said, Elle, you're starting all these amazing initiatives, and you're essentially Um, the brand experience expert for the organization. You're the one who is tending to these relationships, implementing initiatives to make sure there's longevity and retention. There's other organizations who need you to do the same thing. And I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. There are other organizations who need to build a better brand experience because that's essentially how you retain and build. And just me reflecting back on every single role it didn't matter that I was a nursing leader. Even when I was a bedside nurse, I did the same exact thing. Until this day, it's been 16 years later, I have patients who stayed in contact with me, little premature babies whose families have reached out and said, you know what? You were one of the best nurses that ever took care of my baby, and this child is now in college. That's that's how you create a forever journey.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yes. It's so interesting because we don't often reflect and think about how you have made a significant difference in someone's life by just being that light for them. And so, yes, being a nurse has been so impactful to my journey in business because the same principles apply.
0: So now when you were a nurse, though, did you have that entrepreneurial spirit or did that bug just hit you? (laughs) <laughs> because they're so different. So I'm trying to, like, this is amazing.
1: Yes. You know what? You started something here. We're going to dive into this conversation because, listen, healthcare, just like any other industry, Candia, there's problems everywhere. If any really good business model, you're essentially doing what? You're solving a problem. And so when I went into the healthcare industry, I went into it because I knew that I would have a forever career. There are always going to be people who are, are ill and they need to be essentially nursed back to good health. So when I went into the healthcare industry, I had no idea I would go into entrepreneurship, but once you start solving problems, and then once you become the expert at solving problems, and then once you meet, God aligns you with the right people to say, Hey, you know what? You're doing amazing, but here's also additional opportunities. I couldn't help but to want to solve problems for everyone else too. And so I never had an entrepreneurial spirit. Healthcare introduced me to entrepreneurship. So I, I
0: love that. that.
1: Yes. So I took advantage of that. Healthcare, I had an exit strategy, but healthcare, be, it, it, was an, I, it was a place for me to essentially learn the business. So everyone who's even interested in entrepreneurship, a lot of times we don't realize wherever we're working, that's a business model that's functional and and essentially most likely profitable. If you take a step back and build relationships and learn the business of healthcare or learn the business of whatever industry you're in, you can use that to your advantage. And so that's essentially what I did. I learned everything. I
0: love it. And so now, do you primarily work with healthcare leaders and executives? Who is your your base?
1: Yes, I do. I have healthcare and non-healthcare clientele. But even in working with healthcare organizations, I had to take a step back and really educate executive leaders on the, the importance of brand experience. Because here's what I realized. It makes no sense for me to come into an organization and build out a brand experience process if the leader doesn't understand the significance of brand leadership. Mm -hmm. So it really starts with the leader, um, them understanding the importance of building trust with the community, with their workforce, with their their C-suite team, and then taking that a step forward, working with the leadership team, and then working with the organization. So normally if someone wants to work with me, non-healthcare or healthcare, I normally will, we all do a questionnaire to understand what they need, but I always start with the leader because if the leader doesn't understand the importance, the organization will never thrive unless the leader is truly aware and has this belief system that they desire to build relationships with their client base. Very
0: true. So I, I talked to you about this Amazing thing that you've done. Another reason why I love what you represent. I uh, uh, came across the link that you shared on LinkedIn. She's done a TED Talk, y'all. And don't worry, okay? I'm gonna get y'all' life all the way together and include the link and the show notes. But there was a part. I think it was at the very beginning, and you were talking about meeting people who just had a spirit of discontentment yes. because they did everything society says that they should do. I'm included in those people. Okay. I did everything society says that I should have done. I went to school. I went to college. I got two degrees, got a good job, got the, all those sorts of things, the trappings. But I still felt like something was missing beyond the degree. I still felt like something was missing. And you have phrased like that experience of dormant brilliance. And I just love that. That's the name of the TED talk, everyone. But again, don't worry. I'm going to link it in the So, can you define? Dormant Brilliance for Us, and also talk about your period of Dormant Brilliance.
1: Yes. Oh, I'm so happy you enjoyed the TED Talk. That means everything to me, Candia. As I mentioned to you before we um, started recording, I, in that moment, I felt like I was living my true purpose and just sharing my story. I meet so many seasoned professionals who have done everything that society says you're supposed to do to be successful, which is you go to school, you continue to go to school. You get multiple degrees and accolades, but you still find yourself in in jobs and in roles where you just you just don't feel fulfilled, despite doing everything that your parents and your friends and society says you need to do. And I, I I really dug deep when they said, "Oh, we want you to present at this TED talk." I said, "Wow, what can I share?" And that exactly was my journey. It, it's sitting in knowledge, sitting in expertise, but no one acknowledges that expertise. So as I mentioned to you, I was the go-to person at my previous employer. When they said, L, this family is upset. They need, we've tapped out everyone. We've gone up the chain. You're the last person for this family to talk to to resolve this issue. They reached out to me. Or if there's an operational issue within the hospital, we need you to come and fix this problem, resolve it. And within those years of of my nursing leadership role, troubleshooting and fixing problems and implementing solutions, I was an expert, but no one acknowledged me as the expert. So I did not know what I was capable of doing until God aligned me with that right person to say, you know what? You are so brilliant. You're so smart, but that job never acknowledged me for that, so I did not know. So I essentially was in a state of dormant brilliance. Looking on expertise, not knowing how powerful that my solutions, everything that I've learned along this journey in the corporate world was, I didn't know how valuable I was until someone said, you know what, let me share with you what my world looks like. And so many times, Candia, we don't have those people in our lives to share light into how great we are. A lot of times we don't have the acknowledgement, but if you are on your job, if someone reaches out to you and they ask you questions and you're that person to give them feedback, clarity, resources, you are that go-to person, you are an expert, you're solving problems. And even if it's not on your job, a lot of times in motherhood and parenthood, I consider myself, even though I'm still learning, I'm an expert mother. I feel as though I'm doing an amazing job at raising my daughter. There's so many things where we have passions and people reach out to us to be a resource. I'm a resource to my daughter. And we find ourselves in a state of dormant brilliance when we're just sitting and resting in expertise, but not doing really anything with it. And so... That TED Talk was really me saying, hey, awaken your inner expert, because we all have an inner expert. We're not going to do the world any justice by staying in a state of dormant brilliance. I love and that. So, yes. I, listen, I, love Tanya, it. I even dropped out of a PhD program because Shut I up. said, you know what, but it, it's my truth because I sat in this dorm with very intelligent people, but this, it was not for me. I wasn't helping serving clients and millions of patients that needed me. So did I wanna pursue the PhD or did I wanna change the world? I decided to change the world. Maybe I'll go back for that PhD. But at the end of the day, I had to take a deep dive and really ask myself, why are you doing this? And the honesty of the matter was, Candia, I went there because I felt as though that PhD would provide me with what I needed to feel even more validated. But I'm like, I give my clients amazing results. That's all the validation that I need. Not any more credentials because the school is a business. Let's be honest. (laughs) Listen. I'd rather make my own millions on my terms and change the world how I see fit. I love
0: that you've shared that because I think for many of us, particularly when we are looking to make a change, one of the things that i see especially with women we look for that validation outside of ourselves and so we seek programs and courses and workshops and advanced education and i'm not saying that those things aren't necessary
1: yes
0: but you don't need them to own your expertise as you have done that person telling you okay this is what you've been doing you are an expert in that and i agree to your point and even being when you're a mom even if you have a three-year-old you could help someone who just had a baby at six months so i think i always try to encourage people speak from your level of expertise a lot of the times we get so caught up in i don't know what it is to have a teenager. Yeah, but you know what it is to have a three-year-old. So you need to share your experiences to help that woman who's just giving birth or who's breastfeeding or something like that. So I appreciate that too, because I do believe, especially with Black women, we know that we will go back to school. We will, the statistics support us returning to school and getting an advanced degree. So we will definitely seek out the master's and the PhD and the bachelor's and all those sorts of things. But- I commend you for saying to yourself, why am I doing this again? (laughs) That's so important. So let's think about that person and we've been there, that person who says, okay, so this is what this is, dormant brilliance. What are probably the first three things or two things or what have you that they, or steps that they need to take to move out of that space? And of course, I know it won't be an overnight process, but what should they be actively looking to do?
1: Yeah, that's such such a good question, Candia. One of the first things I had to do was really take a deep dive and spend some time with myself. Life can get so busy. And when we get so busy, you get caught up in the mundane, the day-to-day. And that go to work nine to five, go home, repeat, becomes second nature. So taking time out to spend time with yourself to really ask yourself key questions. What are your true passions? What is your life desire? What is the legacy that you want to leave behind when you're no longer in this place? Those are all questions that I ask myself. And I could not see myself fulfilling my full legacy working for someone else. And that doesn't have to, that's my story. Um, Not everybody is meant to be a business owner or go into entrepreneurship. You can still make a lasting impact working for an organization. But I had to spend that personal time and be like brutally honest and really ask myself, are you fulfilled? And when I was honest with myself, I wasn't fulfilled. There were things about the role that I was in that really, when I went home, my heart ached. I desired more. And that was me just being brutally honest with myself. So I would tell anyone who's listening, be extremely honest with yourself. What do you want? What is your legacy? What do you want to be known for? And then the second part of that is really identifying what are those areas that you are really good at? What are you passionate about? What drives you? what excites you about waking up in the morning once you can tap into that's when you go ham and you go all in on that topic and you become the subject you, you become the subject matter expert in that topic so it's really about you stepping into your own brand leadership and becoming a thought leader around that topic so you now become a resource at your workplace in the community or within your own business and that's when you step out of the state of dormant brilliance. When you identify, this is what, the, this is what I'm the expert in. This is what drives me. This is how I'm going to leave a legacy for my children and generations to come. That's how I'm building generational wealth for myself. But it, the very first step was me just taking time out to spend time with me and be honest. Because often so many times we hear chatter from different parties and sometimes that chatter can take over what's best for us. And so me spending time with myself and really leaning into the voice of God really helped me a lot, Candia.
0: It's so amazing. It's so very true. I would say if I had to put a minimal amount of time on my self-reflection process, yes. it probably was about even two years, even after I left corporate and I would also encourage people to also think about, because I think part of the problem is, too, we want this passion, that thing that gets us of the bed in the morning. We sometimes think it has to feel good, like it's this warm and fuzzy thing. And sometimes it's those things that frustrate you. Sometimes it's things in your community or you want to change the conversation about something. Even for you in working out of the hospital, you probably would get a little frustrated when you see families having a bad experience. And so... Yeah. I, still do. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I know I commented on one of your articles and you were like, okay, so how did that work out? Did they follow up with you? I was like, Oh, she's really committed to this patient experience thing. And so that is a great example of allowing sometimes frustration to fuel you and being the change that you want to see in your community or whatever area you're working within. So thank you for sharing that.
1: Yes. Another
0: quote that stuck out for me in your TED Talk is when you talked about, we've been trained to be generalists, not experts. And I said, ooh, that is a mic drop there. You also talked about freeing yourself from the status quo mindset. And I said, "Shoo, I felt like there needed to be an offering to go around and maybe I need to put <laughs> something in the offering plate. Because that status quo mindset, that's what really holds us back. From things and so I think that I do believe that sometimes the status quo looks different for many of us what is the one thing that probably stuck out for you when it comes to releasing yourself from some of these status quo things that you we were surrounded by
1: you know what and you brought up something too that really encouraged me to move forward that one thing that frustrated me and working for someone else, Candia, was that simple fact right there. I was frustrated with that status quo mindset, even in the workplace. So there is, in healthcare, there's very much a reactive stigma that, that takes place quite often. So I always had the solution, but oftentimes it took a situation to get worse, opposed to being proactive. And when you stood up to speak on it, it became a problem. And it wasn't just myself. There were others in that same situation. And then once the problem, now we're having to spend additional monies and resources and fixing something that could have been resolved in the very beginning. And so that was my frustration and wanting to move forward and even step out of that state of dormant brilliance. It was like, no, I'm tired of going through this over and over again. And so oftentimes I feel like it takes us to recognize that there's other ways to get to that end result that we desire. There's other ways to get to that ideal situation or outcome, but sometimes it takes us being a little uncomfortable, stepping outside of our comfort zones and moving forward when everyone else is following the leader. We may have to go right when everyone else is going left. But I feel as though people who make those types of moves are people who essentially change how we live and they change the world. I wanna be one of those people who change the world. I'm not gonna follow the leader. Let me just, give give me the baton. (laughs) But that again, that's me acknowledging that I don't think the same. And there's nothing wrong with that. It should be encouraged. We should teach our children to think the same. You don't have to follow the leader. You can become your own leader
0: oh i love that that is so very true now i'm gonna play devil's advocate for a minute because i (laughs) do think when we say okay you can claim your own leader i am here for it social media has created this space for people to rush from novice to expert what are your thoughts around that
1: It's a process, it is a process. I feel as though we all have, we're all gifted and talented in a certain area or topic or subject matter. So move forward with that subject matter. But here's the thing about social media, and I I assume that you're talking about from a business standpoint. My business wasn't built overnight. This was a journey. And what I'm finding out more is that people need to see the behind the scenes because it may, my journey may seem easy, but let me tell you something. I've dealt with a whole lot of no's. I've dealt with a whole lot of rejection. I came from a healthcare background. I didn't go to school and they didn't teach me sales and marketing. This all came from trial, tribulation, and to this day, I still deal with rejection and no. And I commend certain people on social media i feel like certain people need to know what's possible so just like i mentioned to you there was someone who uh, made consulting like they brought the awareness to me because before i didn't know that this industry existed so it took someone to introduce me to this business model but in that it takes hard work so yes you may look at social media And it may look like this person has only been in business for a year and they just went like this. But let me tell you, it's taken seven years and I still am on a journey to building and growing and expanding beyond my own limited beliefs because I deal with that too. But social media, it's one of those things to where I'm excited about the awareness that it's bringing and the opportunity that's presenting to others. But at the end of the day, it does not trump hard freaking work and having conversations and building relationships. And as we talked about initially when we were talking about brand experience, that's something else that I have seen often, Candia, from a social media aspect is, everyone wants to post pretty pictures, but at the end of the day, relationships can either break or make your business. I don't see a whole lot of people building relationships, and that can really trump your business results. Listen, don't get me started. <laughs> no, uh,
0: listen, it's the, it's the truth. And for me, that relationship building piece is a weekly habit for me. It is a weekly habit for me to just put in a practice. I call it follow-up Friday. Some Fridays, of course, I've missed. But for the most part, I have a follow-up Friday. A block of time on my calendar where I am reaching back out to old clients, sometimes just to check on them. And if something is happening in the world, hey, how you doing? I heard something happened in this state or that state. And so you are absolutely right. And I think that doesn't even apply, that doesn't solely apply to business owners. But even if you are looking to climb that corporate ladder of success,
1: Listen, let me, can I share a quick experience with sure. you? So I was building relationships, even in my place of work without knowing. So I remember seeing this very talented, beautiful black woman um, on our intranet. And I said, you know what? I want to get to know who she is. Comes to find out she was the vice president of the hospital that I worked with. This is a large health system here in Houston. So I reached out to her. Here's something that people need to know. If you're working for an employer, guess what you have access to? Everyone's email address. I reached out to her. I found her name, got her email, sent her a message. She turned into a mentor. I reached out to other leaders. We had lunch. And guess what? When I decided that, you know what, I want to go into business, I made sure that I never crossed the line when I worked there. But once I was free, guess what I did? I reached out and I said, you know what? I'm starting a healthcare consulting firm. And, you know, here's the solution that I'm, I'm, here's a problem that I will be solving for organizations that fit this demographic. Do you know of anyone who would like to help work or do a case study? Listen, those relationships were impactful to my business today, but it would have never happened if I didn't start those conversations. So still to this day, just like you have your Friday follow-ups, every quarter, you're gonna hear from me. So just like we're connected, You will be hearing from me every morning. Absolutely. That's such a powerful
0: story. I have a quick story as well. And I don't believe I've shared on a podcast before. But so before I actually left corporate America and decided to just quit cold turkey, I was interviewing for positions. And I interviewed for a company as a director of communication. It took me through this long interview process. It was crazy. It was probably like four or five hours. I interviewed with four or five people. They didn't hire me, okay? But the director, the president of the company said to me, Oh, Candia, this was a hard decision for us, but we really liked you, but we're going to pick someone else. And so I'm like, okay. And so I connected with him on LinkedIn and I would continue to comment on his things. I sent him, a card i still followed through sending him a thank you card and all those sorts of things i think i sent him like a little gift a care package and so when i finally got the courage to to quit my job ironically he sends me an email and he's hey i have this project and it's working for a major pharmaceutical company would you consider consulting and taking this client over because i don't have the capacity to do it and that was my first entry really into entrepreneurship. But it was because I didn't take it personal that these people held me up for a five-hour interview and still didn't (laughs) hire me. I continued to lightly connect with him on LinkedIn. I sent him a card, that sort of thing. And at that point, entrepreneurship wasn't on my radar. I just wanted to maintain the relationship. And so it's very important that you include those touch points where you are maintaining and nurturing these relationships because you just never know.
1: Yes. That's such a powerful story. There needs to be a whole course on this is how you build relationships because they're so essential to business and growth. And even if you're like, as I mentioned before, even if you're not in business, here's something also people reach out to me for mentorship all the time. But if I do not know you, And you have not made it a point to reach out and even start the conversation on a good note. So many people don't have the business etiquette is what I found out is what I I know as well when people reach out to me quite often. If there needs to be a whole workshop on relationships and business etiquette one-on-one, I think we need to do that. I, I (laughs) I think we
0: need to get on it. No, this is very true because you know what? I'm thinking about, I don't know if it was my post or your post. But you said something about energy transfers, because we were talking about when you're building relationships with people and you're connecting with people, your energy is key. And one of the things that I often remind people of is people buy into the energy of your experience, the experience with you before they even buy into the power of your words or what you're offering. And so that energy is so key because that's what people gravitate towards and because you focus on experience what else would you say is key to providing a good brand experience
1: you know what here's something that's magical and i think a lot of people just don't think about it right so brand experience is all about how you make people feel when they engage with you on the website when they're calling your your company how they walk away feeling. Do they walk away with a smile on their face? Do they hear the smile in your voice? All those things are so important. So if anyone's wondering, how can I create a better brand experience? Here's something that people just don't do. I'm gonna share this with you. This is the hack. This is the are you ready, Kim? I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's get it. Okay. <laughs> you treat others how you want to be treated. Boom. That is the hack. So if it's me getting a new client, onboarding a new client, I love gifting. That's essentially my love language. Gift, gifting and uh, affirmations, all those things are important to me. So I send my clients gifts in the mail. They get a card from me every quarterly. My larger clients, they hear from me every single month. They don't have to wait until something bad happens. You're going to hear from me quite often.
0: So you flip the love languages to business.
1: To business. I love but, it. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know what? When I worked in the hospital setting, I keep on reiterating that people reached out to me to resolve grievances and complaints, and I always put myself in the shoes of that person on the receiving end. This could be my mother, it could be my daughter, it could be my husband, it could be my brother. So how would I want someone to treat me in this situation? I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna listen. I'm going to let them know that I am here for them, that I empathize. And I'm going to provide them with a solution and options. So those are things that I would want someone to provide for me in that situation where they're typically stressed in a healthcare setting. But even in business, I want to make sure that I create a lasting memory. Because anyone who does business with me or has a conversation with me, period, I want them to remember, wow, you know what? I really like Elle. I want to be her friend. You know what? I really, I really want to refer Elle business. But everything, I promise you, Candia, is all about just giving what you would want to receive. And oftentimes in business, we're so focused on acquisition, right? We want the new customer. And oftentimes neglecting the fact that those customers that we already have, if we treat them really, really well, they'll be with you and be dedicated and loyal to you. And they will refer you business without you having to have this huge marketing budget. Those are some of the things that we miss, but it's so simple because we oftentimes complicate things. Um, Strategy is great. I'm definitely a strategist, but the one strategy that works the most is just taking a step back and just giving what I want to receive.
0: I absolutely love that. I also love that you mentioned love languages. So if anyone... Uh, the, the, the book is called The Four Love Languages. Now, of course, it has to do with relationships. And uh, I think it categorizes the way you like to receive and give love into four things. I know it's uh, gifting, quality time. I can't remember the other two. Well, I, I have to Yeah, I have to get on the Googles, okay? Google University to teach me after this. But I will say, I do believe it's a powerful book To also look at, in terms of how you treat people in business, whether you are a consultant or you want to become a speaker, or even if you are just climbing the corporate ladder of success, really understanding how people want to be loved in business and relationships. But it also transfers over into business because I have to tell you, if a service that I pay for every month, if they send me a gift, so for instance, Sephora, okay? Sephora does the birthday gift every year and I get so cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, okay? So (laughs) over that birthday gift, that free little birthday gift, I think this year it was like a little NARS cosmetic thing, but I just love them. I will never stop shopping
1: at Sephora because of that little birthday treat. (laughs) Absolutely. I recently shared an experience that I had with my insurance provider. I'm sure you saw the video, but I went through, they sent me a PPE kit in the mail. And I was so impressed. I said, I have to do an unboxing on LinkedIn because everyone needs to see this is what you should be doing for your clients in the time of a pandemic. They sent, I think they sent a mask, they sent gloves. They sent a little information card that just talked about COVID symptoms and what to do next in case those symptoms presented themselves. Mm-hmm. And so just something like that was thoughtful, but it let me know they care. So when it's time for re-enrollment, guess who I'm going to be dedicated to? Cigna, because they, they actually reached out and let me know. They are thinking about me during the pandemic. And no one till this day that I know of, has received anything from their insurance provider? I haven't seen anything. <laughs> received anything? Listen, I'm dedicated to Sigma now, but that's a part of the brand experience. They right. made me feel very. They made me feel special. So right. you should want to do the same thing for your clientele.
0: Very true. Very true. And again, I can't say it enough. I think nowadays we all want personalized attention. And so whether you are in business for yourself or even if you. Are and you're working for a company or an organization, find a way to make it a habit to nurture your relationships and provide really an experience for people. I think you said like a lasting experience for people that it extends beyond that work environment or beyond your business relationship and looking at what Cigna has done, they've also taken advantage of the timing to say, hey, hello, we're here, perfect, here's a mask. Okay, don't forget to wear it, but we're here.
1: A branded mask. So now when you go out, what do you see? Cigna. (laughs) Right, right. And then here,
0: look, it's going to be a couple of people listening to this podcast. Let me see what Cigna is giving. Maybe I need to change (laughs) my policy this year. But it's the same thing that we can do, though, even as individuals, to your point, when you say you reach out to your clients and you send them gifts or thank you cards or what have you, you can create that same experience for me i think back to the the president who hired me as a consultant first i sent him a card i connected with him on linkedin i continued that relationship even though he didn't provide the that opportunity for me at that moment this has been amazing i appreciate you so much L, for coming on to the candid conversations podcast and listen party people i am speaking it into existence that you have the inspiration and the actionable ways you can awaken your inner expert, leave people with a lasting impression and show up anyway. Elle, please tell the people where they can connect or how they can connect with you.
1: Yes, absolutely. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is my jam. Like you'll find me there all the time. So you can just search for L E L E Pearson, P-I-E-R-S-O-N. Um, And for anyone that has specific questions, you can also email. I'm Elle at The Reputation Advisors. So I look forward to connecting.
0: Yay. Thank you so much, my dear. You have a good one. I will talk to my, my Candid Conversations peeps next week.